The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the raw and uncensored Ambitious Podcast. I'm your host, the original HBIC, Katie Boyd. During our time here together, I will be instilling all of the strength, power, and determination you will need to use the very stones thrown at you to build your ultimate empire. We will redefine the word bitch from the derogatory to the acronym being in total control of herself. So let's adjust our crowns and prepare to live life ambitiously. Oh yeah, here I am, the original HBIC, Katie motherfucking Boyd. <laughs> Today is the next five of the top 10 ways to discipline yourself to reach any goal. And here is my main man, Matt Babine. Good. How are you? Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day, sir. Good day. Right. <laughs> Good day. Um, we back already did just get into it. Yeah, get into it. Get back in So I want to drop some knowledge on these people because that's what they're here for. Absolutely. For education, entertainment, and empowerment. The three <laughs> E's. Right? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go, Matt. All right, sounds good. Number six, time management. Mm. Time management is very important for discipline. So if you are one of those kind of people that just get up in the morning and then all of a sudden they're watching Maury Povich and then they're watching Judge Judy and then they're watching the Steve Harvey show and then they watch Ellen. I actually have friends that do this. Actually, they're not really my friends. They're like people that I kind of keep around for entertainment because yep. they're just so ridiculous. And then they're like, why does my life suck? I'm like, because you've been watching motherfucking Jerry Springer all day and you haven't done anything to push oh, the needle forward. God. You dumb bitch. And I don't mean bitch in a good way. I mean bitch in the opposite way. Not ambitious. <laughs> no, the opposite of ambitious, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you and, think about time management? Time management. Well, everyone gets 24 hours a day. Whether you're Ooh. Warren Buffett, Oprah Winfrey, Truth. Richard Branson, Truth. whoever you are, you get 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. And what you choose to do with that 24 hours, you have to sleep eight. You should sleep eight. Some people sleep six. Um, that's There you go. There's eight hours. You work eight, maybe? You work eight, and then you have eight hours of free time, right? Let's say you have six hours of time. Um, because maybe you have kids and you have to run yes. around to activities and so forth and so on. Still six hours a day and you complain and say, I don't have any time for this. I wish I had the time. Oh my God. If well, I had a if penny. I just had the time. For every time I've heard right? that bullshit malarkey story. <laughs> it's like everyone has the same time, guys. What are you doing? What are you doing? How are you organizing your time? You're not even thinking about your time. Just right? so you know, if you ever come into my office, if I'm coaching you or mentoring you and you tell me that you don't have time for something, I will stab you with this new pen that I just bought at Staples. <laughs> <laughs> in the throat, okay? Oh god. I mean the it. Jugular. I mean it. I'm getting that I'm getting to that point in my life where I'm just so sick of these damn excuses. Yeah. Right? Yeah, no, it's everyone has the same amount of time. So I actually don't have the tabulations or the calculations because you know I do like to bust my calculator out and show right. myself some stuff. But right. If you if there's 365 days in the year and yep. each day has 24 hours yes. and you sleep for eight of them and yep. you have a 40 hour a week job which is like normal, normal. right? Yep. Then they say I know this off the top of my head I know this Good. is the truth. Good. If you like take all the hours and put them together, you actually have 10 hours of leisure. I'm not saying like you're laying on the couch and eating bonbons all day, but leisure time per day. Mm -hmm. 
every day for 365 days a year. Is that yeah. not freaking crazy? Yeah, that's crazy. That's insanity. Crazy. So everyone has the same amount of time. The, the successful people know how to use their time. Absolutely. Wisely. And right? we were talking the other day about net time. So net time is an acronym for no extra time. Yep. So a lot of people will say like, oh, I didn't get to listen to that thing that you sent me that was supposed to inspire me and like make me like you know, hot and juicy and want to go to the next level because I didn't have the time. Right. And I'm like, well, what were you doing? They're like, oh, I was, um, I was, you know, carpooling like my kids around for all these activities. Yeah. So what I would say to them is no extra time means you put it on in the car yes. when you're driving your children around. And guess what, guys? Start them young. I wish that I started out like at four or five years old, listening to like inspirational stuff. And if we ever do have a child, mm -hmm. I will make sure that that child will be raised woke. Now, after the child leaves the house and is on their own, whatever they decide is up to them. But I want to give my child the strongest, most woke, spiritually next level childhood. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So start them young. Like why wouldn't you want to put on something inspirational in the car? Like why do they have to watch Disney shows or listening to like, I love you. I don't know if that's still a thing. Well, they don't, Barney, they, I don't, they don't know. know any different. Whatever you give them, that's what they're going to pay attention to. Right. So if you go like everybody else, this is what they need to pay attention to and you don't give a thought, right? And I didn't know this. My parents didn't know this. No, and, one, and no I, one's I, parents knew this. I don't fault anybody or anything like that. But it's like if you know there's better things out there that you can put in front of your child to learn – definitely do that. Right. So right. don't say you don't have the time. Net time is another thing. When I'm on the treadmill, I listen to uh, books on audio. Right. So that's why like people say, how do you, how do you read so many books a week? Yeah. I don't have the physical time to actually sit down every night and read an entire book front to back, even though I would love to, cause I am a voracious reader now. Yep. But most of the time I usually have one book that I'm reading physically, like the actual book is in my hand and yeah. I read like a certain amount of pages every night. And then other than that, when I'm on the treadmill or I'm doing cardio for an hour every day, I'm taking in yep. knowledge. So time organization, time management is so key guys. Get it together. Get a good planner. Like mm -hmm. I love a planner. There's so many awesome motivational planners out there on the market now. Mm -hmm. Get a good planner and literally be so specific with your day. Mm -hmm. And I know I've talked about this on previous podcasts, but be so specific with your day. Like I wake up at 5.30 a.m., from 5.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m., I do my rituals. Bang out what you're going to actually do and check them off because there's something for me personally about checking off like when I do it's things. It's a good feeling. It's still yeah. so it feels good. good. And then, you know, from this time to this time, I'm working out or I'm doing yoga. And from this time to this time, I'm meditating. I'm showering. I'm getting myself ready. And from like, you know, for me, it's like from like 12 to 3, I'm editing my book or I'm writing or I'm working on my podcast or I'm like doing meal plans for my clients or I'm doing calls. And then from like 3.30 to 7.30, I'm at KBMFC working. Right. And then from 7.30 to whatever time, I'm doing other things. But every little thing when you look at the is planner, mapped out. When you look at the planner, yes. it's like when you look and you have the whole week mapped out, it's like, wow, there's a lot of time here. And if you look at every single hour in that whole week in front of you, yes. like sometimes I'm like, huh, I could fit so much more stuff in than Absolutely. what I'm doing now in between. But I think we choose not to. And I, like I always say, and you know, this is like one of my biggest mantra affirmations is don't be a donkey. So like yesterday, I'll give you an example. I was editing my book, Ambitious, and I'm sitting there and I'm editing and I'm kind of like, you know, fumbling with the words and like kind of configuring, reconfiguring things. And 
my iWatch is like dinging with texts and then my phone is like dinging with emails and then I have like the background of my book is like emails and, and Facebook and Instagram and all this stuff is coming at me. So I kept like putting my stuff down and then I would like answer something on my watch and I'd be like talking to my watch then I'd oh, be yeah. like answering my phone and I'm like, oh my God, Katie, don't be a donkey. Like me and Jill had this conversation yesterday. It's so easy to get wrapped up in that because remember when people are emailing you, they're texting you, they're calling you, they're Facebooking you, DMing you on Instagram, it's never like an agenda for you. It's always their agenda for your time. Right. So you have to say, you know what? I will give myself like 15 minutes at the end of the day to go through all of my social media and answer things. Because if you have like serious deadlines, you're writing a book, you're trying to do, you know, get a startup off the ground, whatever you're doing in your life, you can't be doing 15 things at once. Well, ever, you can't ever this whole multitasking thing. It's kind of like, so 2014 doesn't work. Right? Work. You need to focus on, you can only do one thing well Absolutely. At, a time, at a time. But the, the watch thing was funny the other day. I heard you talking <laughs> into it and I was like, what? What, Katie? Will you shut up? I'm talking on my watch. I was like, I don't know what the hell you're doing. And I go, I hear background noise over here in the house. And, then, and now you're yelling at me because you're talking in your watch. I'm like, what the? And then every time I talk into my watch and then he goes, what are you talking about? It and goes, it what are you talking about my watch? I'm like, I go. I have to start all over again. I go, when my hand is up like this, you do not speak in my presence. <laughs> okay. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Oh, God damn God. it, you donkey. All right. <laughs> you're a donkey. Sometimes I am. I'm not going to lie, but at least I'm not as donkey-esque as I no. was you do a great five job. years ago. You're you actually really good with oh, time management. Shit, I'm a you unicorn really now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so seven, reduce all distractions. I love how that just parlayed into what we're talking about now. And they go hand in hand, right? Because I even noticed the other day, right? Because I was, I was just, I, oh, I just want to check this one thing on Facebook. And then it sucks you in. Then I go, oh. wait a second. That was probably about two minutes. Now, if I take that two minutes and I check Facebook, let's say eight more times, yes. and I'm being probably, what do you call it? Uh, Dragged know, into the sloth, you know, the sloth a, video hole. Not, not as probably accurate, right? Because you check it here, you check it there. And you add up all that time, times seven days. Oh, my God. Or if you go in the, your home and you go into the, what do you call it, the rabbit hole? Fuck. And you just keep going and going. It's like, what the hell? How but much But you time? actually can tell on your phone, there's a tracker on your phone that says like what apps that you use the most. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at it the other day and I was like, I need to get my shit together. <laughs> because Facebook, like my social media apps were like through the roof. And I'm saying to myself, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. I have no time to do anything. And then I'm like, you dumb bitch. You've been on freaking Facebook looking at cat videos for the last hour. <laughs> you do love a good cat video, don't you? <laughs> I love any videos with baby animals and like shit. And then I, <laughs> then I get like so deep into it. And I'm like, Matt, look at this one. Matt, look at that one. He's like, weren't you supposed to be like writing your fucking New York Times bestselling book? I'm like, no, I'm looking at a baby sloth. It's like getting a bath. I'm you like, what the fuck? You, you need downtime too. So that's your downtime and that helps you decompress. And that's important. Downtime needs to not be that because I think that that does something to your brain. Well, if you're doing it in the middle of the day, it's probably not good. Sloth videos are my Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> like instead of like white trash beating the shit out of each other, I just like watch baby sloths getting ba baths and like goats like doing yoga with people. It's so yoga, stupid. Yoga goats. Oh, damn. The That's the rabbit hole. Don't even talk about yoga goats now. I have like this urge to go watch yoga goat videos. Damn it, Matt. Eight. Eat and exercise first thing in the morning and make sure that your food is on point. Because mm -hmm. I think that that discipline of your food and your exercise. And even I will go so far to say 
your spiritual practices, they have to be your non-negotiables. Yes. So I always say you can't pour from an empty cup. You got to take care of yourself first. I can't tell you for me, and I know that we both struggle with this, but for me, like at the end of the day, I have like trained clients from all over the world and done all this stuff. And then I lay my head on the pillow at night and I'm like, whoa, what the fuck did I do for myself? I didn't meditate. I ate like shit. I didn't work out. I did nothing for my self-care. And and enough days like that, Mm -hmm. that for me causes severe depression. And I get super high levels of anxiety. Well, people take care of their cosmo. They take care of their body. Oh, my God. This is is an expensive car. I got to get this thing into the shop. I got to get the oil changed. I think I heard a little noise. But if you feel a little off, you don't go and take care of yourself. You feel a little off, not you, but I'm saying anyone. They don't go and work out or take, you know, spend the, take the time to decompress Absolutely. if they're on a high-pressure job. And it's like, oh, I got to make money. I got to make that. You are the billion-dollar investment. Your body, if it's not running correctly, you can't do anything. So if you don't take care of yourself first, and you're I actually have problems. had a conversation problems. yesterday with one of my clients who has been struggling, and um, she just is doing a startup. And I said, the way that you treat your body is actually a direct correlation with where your money is right now. I'm telling you right now, if you get your food and your spiritual practices and your exercise on point, the money will come because I believe that it's an energetic vibrational frequency. So if you're saying like, I should be wealthy and I should be abundant and I should be living my best life and you're not taking care of your temple. Yeah. And being your best life, guess what? You have to be in shape. Right. You have to have So what's going to happen? You're going to have all this money yeah. and, and then what? You're going to just die? Caning yourself around to it? I mean, that's not good. But that's what most people right? do, right? Yeah. Like the yeah. Dalai Lama once said, yeah. um, the craziest thing about man is that they they work their whole life for money. Mm-hmm. And they and then at night, at, like when they're older, they give up their health. Uh, yeah. They, wait a minute. They give up their health. They give up all their health. For money. For money. And then when they get older, they have to give up their money to gain back their to health. Keep the health. Sorry, guys. I'm fasting. <laughs> My synapses are not firing I'm right. not fasting and I still had a hard time. So don't feel bad. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, shit. Damn. But do you remember that <laughs> yeah, quote that the Dalai quote. Lama said? And then we do it all the time and I have clients all the time. How come you didn't come and do kickboxing? How come you didn't come and work out? Oh, God, I'm so busy at work and I'm like, look oh, at I'm God. like, you need to lose weight. You need to take care of yourself because you they're not going to be probably around. Yes. And you're worried about something really small here where you need to take care of yourself first. And Absolutely. Fill that empty cup first and then you can give so much more to your family. Right. To your, your, your- well, because remember, service is how you get money. Yes. Right? So the more people you, you serve, the more you serve, the more money that you will acquire that will Correct. come to you. Correct. Right? Yes. So I think you have to serve yourself before you serve anyone else. And I actually think if you're serving other people and you're not serving yourself, you have to really take a look at the reason why you're serving other people. Is it true? Is it, is it of like a a pure heart Mm -hmm. or is it coming from an egoic standpoint? Like you want people to just like you and love you and say, Oh, Katie's the best because she gives me everything and she supports me and motivates me. But the truth is it's probably coming from an egoic standpoint. If you're not taking care of yourself first and foremost, well, it's like the airplane analogy when the oxygen mass falls down, right? If you go around, stop putting oxygen mass on everybody else. Guess what? You're going to pass out. You're going to die. And people will take care of yourself first. And then you have the power to be able to help other people. Absolutely. And people always talk about, um, well, I have, you know, my kids. You're stepping on my mic, oh, motherfucker. Right. I almost took my whole damn headset off. Move over. This is terrible. 
I'm like trying way. to pull my fucking head up, and I'm like getting pulled down, pulled down, pulled oh, down. Maybe there's a reason for that. Just <laughs> Ew. Th- why does everything have to turn sexual with you, Matt? Oh, God. But people always say that they one, take though, right? care of their children first. Yes. And they're always like, well, my children needed this, my children need that. And I'm like, your children aren't going to have you. Yeah, they're not going to give a shit about you when they're 21. Please. So they we, have a 20, we have a 21 year old daughter, and she don't give a fuck about what we're doing. <laughs> believe me, right? She does, but she doesn't, right? It's like they get to that edge where everything, mm. they're worried about what they're doing. Absolutely. That's probably how we were too. Oh, this is one of my favorite ones in the freaking world. Number nine, don't wait for it to feel right. <laughs> That's always the best I love one. how you're laughing like that because you know like I'm looking at you. Because yeah, I've done it before. Oh. Everyone's done it before, right? I'm going to start that project when this is aligned and the, the lightning can strike right down to that point and the wind is blowing this way and that's going to be the perfect time for me to go to the gym. It's never that's, right. It's never going to be right. Joe Rogan said on his podcast once, <laughs> he's a funny motherfucker, and he oh, yeah. was saying, um, you know, if I waited to feel good every time I went to the gym, I'd be a fat motherfucker. <laughs> Nobody feels good. They want to, you have to go. No, you're not driving to the gym going, oh my God, like this is like a rave with ecstasy. Like, no, you're like, okay, I got to work out. This is part. But if you actually start to shift your mindset and be like on your way to the gym, I'm going to, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to feel so good. Even if it's like not fucking true, my whole thing is fake it. Yeah. Till you make it. Sometimes you just got to freaking fake it. And then all of a sudden, we'll talk about that myelination in your brain. Yeah. You start to look at exercise or eating right as like a get to. It feels good. And not a have to. Well, how many times have we gone to the gym, right? And say, all right, look, we're only going to do a half an hour. I'm freaking tired. That half an hour turns into being. I don't an ever hour. say that, by the way. No, this I, is Matt's <laughs> dialogue. Speak <laughs> for yourself, if, asshole. If, if I get there for the half an hour, how long do I stay? 35 minutes. minutes. <laughs> no, just kidding. I stay for an hour. An Sometimes hour, I'll be minutes. on the treadmill and Matt will be behind me on the Stairmaster and I'll look back and he'll like hold his finger up like one more minute. One more minute. And I'm like, we just got on this shit. Like what the hell? Oh, man. Well, God. You know, I just, you need like, to... You need a good fucking swift kick, kick in the pants, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Please leave me be. Number 10. Remember, failure is a part of success and you must forgive yourself and move on quickly. Yes. I have a very big problem with this. Matt is way better than me at this. So maybe you can speak on this and then I can do a little rebuttal. I have more practice on failing because I failed so (laughs) friggin' much. Now it's like, what are you going to do? Move on. Next. Bring it on next. Right? So I think that's what it is. That's why older folks, right, that are successful and so forth and so on, they're just like, they, they don't care because it's like, oh, this is the process, you know? And my mentors, I'll ask them questions and, you know, like Habit, I'll ask him a question. He's like, Matthew, don't worry about this. This is nothing. This happens all the time when you're doing things like right. this. But he's seen so much and has business partners that have seen so much and he reads a lot. He knows all these different that's things, That's why it's right? really important to have mentors. It's it's important. It's really important to have mentors when you're going through any kind of success. Like I was talking to someone on the phone yesterday that was signing up for the, um, a virtual program at KBMFC. Sure. And we were talking about like, you know, how many times she's like gone through it and, and tried to work out and tried to eat right and all this shit. And I said, have you ever had a coach like me? And she goes, no. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, exactly. Like, I always say, if you want to have something you've never had before, you have to do things you've never done before. So she will 100% not fail. And I mean, there'll be little failures along the way, but in the grand scheme of things, she will not fail because number one, she has an accountable system and a bunch of sisters to always be lifting her up. 
Right. 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 And I'm not going to let her fail. Yeah. Because I just, that's and you're, just and, me. And you're an expert. You've failed a lot. Oh. And, you know, you've owned your business for a long time. You've done everything with your body. You know what works with different body types. You know blood types. So she's taking all of your knowledge, right? Right. And, you know, and it's a fast track. Right. Opposed to, you know, going through all the pain and suffering herself. She doesn't Absolutely. have to do it. Right. Same thing with business too. Like I have failed so many times in business, but it's really crazy when, you know, when we talk about this all the time, when you look back at all your failures, especially when it comes to like money and business and things like that, all of the failures and all of the hard times and all the things that you thought back in the day will just absolutely annihilate me, will break me. Mm-hmm. We're always the the jump off points to the success. Yes. And right? now they look like so babyish. Oh my God. Right? Because the more strength you get like a muscle, yes. the more you feel. It's like, okay, I'm used to this. Now I can handle it. This isn't a big deal. I know what happened last time. <laughs> so you have some idea of how this stuff works, yes. how this shit works, and you feel a lot better about it's it. It's funny when I teach my business masterminds, you know, people will come to me, they'll text me or they'll call me or they'll write on our Facebook page or whatever and they'll be like, this happened, this happened. And I like will laugh my ass <laughs> off because I'm like, that is fucking tit. That is <laughs> <laughs> nothing like I, I've gone through that so many times yeah. it's actually a growth yeah. learning lesson right yeah. so the more that you have people around you who have failed that can be like oh please that's nothing just do yeah. this this and this and then yeah. you apply those those tools yes. or those tricks and you're like holy shit it works or, or if you do make a big screw up at least you have the right person to get you out of the screw up Absolutely. right so instead of just going doing the same thing you know you don't have to know everything you know again from Cabot but you don't have to have to have somebody to to call. Right. It does know the answer. Right. right. I don't know how to fix pipes, but guess what? I have a, I have a number. I'm not the lawyer, but I have a number. <laughs> Matt's right? not very handy is what he's trying yeah, to say. I don't do- <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. Thank God I don't. I can't fix a thing at home. No, so. you're you're better with other things. Yeah, much better. I don't know what that is, but <laughs> well, I'm sure I'm still, we'll find out sooner fa- or later. I'm still failing, but I'm working <laughs> on it. <laughs> so true. How do you feel? I feel great. Any final closing statements? No, just don't give up, right? Always look for that mentor, look for that coach, right? And I, you know, as far as time management, you know, write things down. I think that's a huge, huge gift that you gave people today. Write things down, follow it. And Katie, I know you're coming out with a planner yourself. Yes. And you know, where it has covered spirituality and all these other different things yes. that people are working on. Because so I took I nice. took like all when my planner does come out, which will be with the book. Um, when my planner does come out, I took all the planners that I loved and I made them into the most perfect planner Yeah, because like all these different planners have like 80% of what I like. And then I'm like, I wish they had, they had like this one more thing, right. whether it's like a workout thing or like, you know, whatever, a food log, a family and, thing, a business. I mean, it's really absolutely. encompasses everything. It's yeah, really thanks a full for, life. Thanks for plugging my planner. That's why I keep Matt around for this, this podcast. <laughs> I want to, I want to add one more awesome. thing. I want to add a little bonus. So oh. maybe like, I don't know, 11. Bonus time. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> Don't be a pussy. Don't be a pussy. No. I'm serious. Yeah. I have a I have a huge problem, and this is my this is my rant that I promise everyone. <laughs> I haven't ranted enough today on the ambitious <laughs> podcast. My whole thing is like, I, and I will take it from David Goggins. If you guys don't know who David Goggins is, he wow. is one of the people that I, when I'm feeling kind of like in a slump or I need like some hardcore motivation, he's yeah. one person that I always look to. Um, you can Google him. He's on YouTube. He has great videos. Um, Tom Billu impact theory video. Tom Bilyeu is the person who invented Quest Nutrition. He's amazing. And he had him on a while back. And I will watch that interview over and over and over again. 
And Dave Goggins was saying, we live in such a softened society right now. And a lot of these kids coming up are just like so used to being like crybaby tits and getting everything that they want. And, you know, everyone gets a trophy. Everyone's special. Everyone's whatever. And you and I, and I know a lot of pe- you in the room, grew up like that too. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't get everything you no. want. And sometimes like You're no gonna one's going to bail you out. Yeah. Right? You're going to lose. Yeah. Right? But and- people are so not in this day and age used to losing or used used to be told like, no. You can't do that, or you can't have that, or you can't be that, or that's a bad idea. Even if like it's not true, mm-hmm. they will listen to that person saying like, "You can't do that. Who are you to do that?" And they'll listen to it, and they won't fucking do anything. Well, they'll try once or twice, but they won't try anymore. And usually, oh it takes God. fifty freaking tries before you do anything worthwhile. Yes, right. Like every time I think about writing my book, and you know, there's all. Anytime you take on a big endeavor like this, there's always like that voice in the back of your head. Like, what if no one buys my book? No, what if no one likes my book? What if like people say it's dog shit? Mm -hmm. And then I always think about Jack Canfield who wrote chicken soup for the soul. I don't know if you guys are into it. That's like one of the, I met him in Maui. Oh yeah, that's right. I met him in Maui when I was there. Um, I wasn't on that vacation with you. That was pre Katie Boyd. Yep. Thanks for nothing. Um, <laughs> it took you so long to find me. Thing, yeah, true. But Jack Canfield, he wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul, and he went to 144 publishers, 144 publishers before he got picked up. Yep. And every person like was like, I don't get this. What the fuck does that mean? Chicken Soup for the Soul. That's a stupid name. <laughs> like, this isn't going to sell. <laughs> like, I love listening to his stuff because I'm like, 144 publishers? And now what happens is someone writes this beautiful book that they put their heart and soul into. They go to like three publishing companies. They say no and they're like, yeah. And then they like just use it as like fire, like firewood. Yeah. That's bullshit guys. Like don't give up. Don't stop. If you have a dream in your heart, that means God, the universe, whatever freaking divine spirit you believe in, place that in you to do that. That is your life's mission. Don't give up. I don't care how many people fucking tell you no. I don't care how many people laugh at you. They make fun of you. They talk shit about you because it's inevitable. Because if you want to do anything worth doing in life, you're going to have forces come against you. Absolutely. Right? Like they always say unscathed. You're going to, you're going to be scathed. That's what Matt always says to me. Like when I'm having a breakdown, he'd be like, why do you think that you're going to go through this unscathed? I'm like, that's a good point. And probably, probably the scathing actually calluses you and hardens you. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. No shit. Right? Everybody would, everybody would be writing a book after they lost a 30,000 word manuscript. (laughs) That was beyond the beyond. Give me bubble guts just thinking about it. Let's not do that again. (laughs) So um, if you want to hear this episode again or any of our old podcasts, want to share them with a friend who might be interested, maybe they're a filthy animal and you need to smack the shit out of them with my (laughs) truth. Simply send them to the unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. That's unitedpodcastnetwork.tv. You can find this podcast and the vodcast, that's video on demand, in case they want to watch it. Find this episode and all previous episodes on United Podcast Network TV. And don't forget to subscribe and share. Thank you for being crusaders for the ambitious movement. And like I always say, see you next Tuesday. And don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That was awesome. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.